Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We are doing some on-air producing. We're having some technical yeah. difficulties. Um, it's a Monday. It's a Monday. It's you a know. Monday. And sometimes uh, on the weekends, little mice get into the gears. And sometimes Monday is just Monday. And sometimes Monday is just Monday. The Mondayest Monday that mm-hmm. ever Mondayed. And here we are Mondaying. Uh, we are looking for an engineer to help us get Bradley on the air. Um, but in the meantime, in between time on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We want to remind you of uh, something we've got going on here at MyTalk 1071, and that is the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. So what we want you to do is go to MyTalk1071.com, keyword neighborhood, or just click right there on the very first front page at mytalk1071.com, uh, and that will take you to the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund page. That is where we are raising money in partnership with the Neighborhood Development Center to help minority-owned businesses rebuild and resume their businesses in the Lake Street areas of Minneapolis and the Frogtown and Midway areas of St. Paul. And at present, are you ready for this? Yeah. We are at 62000 $290. Pew, pew, pew. And I got an update with our friend Bradley Trainer. He is changing geography so oh. that he can be socially distant and on the air at the same time. Okay. So, Bradley, whenever you're ready, you just turn on your mic and, and you then come pipe and join right the show. on in. Um, yeah, we're doing a little, we've been social distancing. We're all in different studios. And what that means is sometimes, again, when little mice get into the gears, um, things get changed. And then we have problems in yeah. the mornings. And then we improvise. And then we improvise. So we are in improv- improvisation right now. <laughs> uh, and Bradley Trainer is joining us from another studio. But I also wanted to just say that $62,290 that we have raised is all thanks to our wonderful listeners and all of our wonderful matching sponsors. Now, a little bit later in the show on the Colleen and Bradley show, we'll be speaking with uh, the matching sponsor today. Uh, and that is, hold on, let me just get to the right page here. Um, I'm sorry. It's going to be Phil Olson. Oh, We're going to be talking to him you. at 1 o'clock today. And I do want to say that when you make a donation uh, to this organization, is that it is... Hold on. I was going to... Oh, 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 oh. There okay. we go. Now we're good. Now we're good. All right. Well... You know, one dollar that you donate it equals to twenty eight dollars in the community mm. when you donate to the neighborhood development center and you do it through this organization. It, it really every dollar counts. We really mean every dollar, and every counts. dollar amplifies yes. uh, when we can use it in that way. Hello. There hey. he is. Hi, Hi Bradley. Hi. 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 What's going on, guys? Well, you know, we're just trying to get our Monday together. Okay. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. Colleen said, you know, we come back on Monday and then and things Monday. 
And Monday happens. Monday, Monday, Monday. I do just really quickly also, because we do have two sponsors today. Uh, and so I want to say thank you to both Phil Olson with Supreme Lending and Hammernix Interior Solutions for being the matching sponsors today for our Neighborhood Rebuilding funds. Yay. Thank you. Okay, now there's another thing we have to work on. And that's a little game that we're going to play called Where in the World is Zach Efron? We got to get the Cobra Gang together. Whenever there's trouble, we're there on the double. We're the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time. We're the Cobra Gang. Where the bleep is Zach Efron? No, but seriously, where is he? You no, guys? seriously, that's the question we need to find out. So I saw this headline over at the Daily Mail. Um, and I had a bunch of stuff to share with you, but I can't see that stuff okay. right now because, of course, I'm in a different room. But what I will tell you <laughs> is that um, the article uh, that I saw from the Daily Mail said, Australians are convinced Zac Efron has been secretly living in Byron Bay for months. And I thought to myself, what? Well, if it's a secret, then how do people know about it? But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I can tell you the story itself, but at the end of the day... We need to figure out where he is because um, there is no report from Zach Efron himself for at least, oh God, I would say, um, well, since uh, a couple weeks ago at the yeah, very Yeah, we latest. haven't heard uh, boo from him in a, a long time. Um, and you're, the point that you just made that there are Australians that are convinced that he is uh, hanging out in Byron Bay in Australia. There's no actual photographic evidence, though. And no. that's the piece that's interesting. Allegedly, some girl saw him when she took a photo. I was like, could you have just moved the camera a little bit so that we could have seen? Oh, yeah. She took a photo? picture of herself. Which doesn't really help in the matter. Um, he, I will say, then I went to all of the usual places. And this is, you know, where you would go to figure out. Because sometimes the Daily Mail will tell us things and it's like, that's not really a story. Mm -hmm. But sure enough, if you start going through his social media, you'll see that on his Instagram, on his Twitter account, account on his YouTube account. None of these things have been updated. The most recent, of course, was June 6th when uh, Zac Efron put up a an image on his Instagram that says Black Lives Matter. And then he put a link um, on his Instagram for ways people could help. That's really the only content that he's posted in and, the month of June. And that's not content that uh, displays him or his whereabouts. Doesn't show where he is. Yeah. He could have he could have uh, he could have put that content out from any old place in the whole wide worldly world. Now, why is it that people think he might be in Australia aside from that picture that influencer took at that restaurant where she said he was there, but he wasn't in the picture? It's I mean, literally, it's just those reports. I did read something that uh, there was a time where he said of Australia um, he said, what I love about Australia, which we don't have in California, is there are so many wide open beaches where no one is at. And he, those are his exact words. So he likes beaches. But. Yeah, he likes beaches. And so, of course, Australia thinks he would be quarantining in Australia. Yeah, well, he's quarantining somewhere, right? But what's interesting is we've talked about Zac Efron being missing for a while. Mm -hmm. 
you'll remember um, there was this whole, well, let's get into his TV show because that's the other thing that I find curious. So allegedly he has this new TV show with Quibi, right? Right. The, it's called Killing Zac Efron. The um, streaming service that was intention or uh, was supposed to be for mobile um, like a mobile streaming service, like you watch all the shows on their phone on your phone. Now you can watch them wherever I think. But to that end, that is not advertised anywhere on Quibi's website. There is no indication when that show is going to come out, and yet the only real references in 2020 to Zac Efron involve that um, that web series, which nobody seems to know when it's actually happening which begs the question if it's ever going to happen it's not even on quibi's website oh yeah like if you go to quibi's website and look at their programming it's not listed if you go to coming soon not listed oh okay so what's interesting about that for me is that it was during the filming of that show that allegedly he actually really did almost die remember that Well, and that was the only thing we had talked about zach efron right Last year, at the end of last year, but what that spawned was this whole conspiracy theory that perhaps, and actually blind items backed this up from NT Lawyer, that he was um, perhaps off the wagon, as it were. Yeah, like not necessarily Mm -hmm. tending to his sobriety. Mm -hmm. In fact, doing the opposite. Mm -hmm. And that was when he was... a lot of mystery around Mr. Efron. I mean, he's all but disappeared, right? So, like, the timeline was, like you said, at the end of last year in December, he was flown to Brisbane in Australia for urgent medical attention after he'd uh, been filming that show, Killing Zac Efron, allegedly, in Papua New Guinea. Um... And then he said, I bounced back quick. This is his quote. I did get sick, but I bounced back quick and finished. That was a poem and finished an amazing three weeks in Papua New Guinea. But nobody. I mean, he never talks about what he actually had. And if you had Are we some the sort only of ones who care about him and where he is. No, if you go like he's got some huge fans. And if I were those fans, like some mo- uh, some very productive online fans, at least on Twitter, I have to believe that they're asking these questions, too. I don't follow them, so I don't know, but Um, well, we need to find him. And the only other piece of news we've had about Zac Efron is that he's getting a a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah, for 2021. But I'm not sure when that ceremony is going to actually happen. So or how it's going to happen. The other thing that this article references about Zac Efron and his whereabouts is that, you know, he's still with that Samantha Mumba. What's her Um, name? Her name is the Fox. No, Miro. Mm -mm. Halston Sage. That's right. The uh, Yankee Candle. Yeah. Which is such is that not the most no, this is no offense against the millennials. It's a very millennial it's name. It's such a millennial I'm sure she's name. A lovely woman. But I also went on her social media. Very little has she said on social media. She, what is she? I'm she sorry actress, to say that. That's she a, has an actress. She has a TV show. She's an actress. Uh, TV. She's on a TV show on Fox, I think. Oh, okay. Yep. The Orville. Is that what it's called? Uh, it's yeah. not on anymore. Well, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I don't. No, there's a show that was... She's an up-and-comer. Up there's another show that she's on. I swear they just talked about a second season. I was looking at her social media. I don't oh, know. The moral of the story yeah. is... She what? works. Yeah. She's out there doing her thing. She's an up-and-comer. But we don't know where she is, and we don't know where Zac Efron is. We will continue to try to find his coordinates. 
Uh, but in the meantime, in between time, we need to check in with Elizabeth Reese and get all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Elizabeth Reese is here and she's brought all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, friends. Happy Monday. Is it? It just sort of feels like a Monday, we're but get, here we are. It's the Mondayest Monday that ever Monday. Mondayed. Yeah, I'm feeling a little Monday-ish, mm-hmm. too. I feel like a lot of judgment out there. I know I heard oh. during the break you guys were mentioning Mercury is in retrograde, and I wonder if that's impacting judgy McJudgers. It's, uh, you know what it is? It's any time Mercury is in retrograde, communication gets a little jumbled. And so ah. I would say that's, yes. So I would say yes. that's probably what's happening? That, probably. To me, you know, in my expertise. <laughs> I don't have any. I will take it. Thank you. Um, Andy Cohen's son and Anderson Cooper's son, oh. they meet for the first time. It had to be virtually, but... It's so stinking cute. We were able to meet during a special Father's Day episode of Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen yesterday. And Andy said, I thought it would be fun if they met right now. So he had his one-year-old son, Benjamin, on his lap. Who has the best hair in the best world? Best hair. I mean, who is this one-year-old with all this hair? Adorable. I don't have that great of hair, and I'm 38. so cute. His hair is so cute. And then um, little Wyatt, who was born in April, is uh, is sitting. You can see him on the screen with Papa, proud Papa Anderson Cooper. And then Andy Cohen said, "That's going to be your good buddy, and we're going to travel together." And if you like him half as much as I like his daddy, you're going to be great friends. I did see. I remember when on my talks social media we posted like Andy. His kid and Anderson's kid are going to be best friends. And someone was like, just because they're two gay guys, their friends, their kids are going to be best friends. And it was like, no, guys, because they're, because best, they're friends. best friends. <laughs> I mean, and so they say that their children will be best friends. That's actually what that down. means. Take it easy. No big deal. Everybody, everybody, Nobody's assuming that can, can every we do child something? of a gay person is friends with another child. Can we? Do something, all of us together, right now. Just take a breath. Can we take a great, big, gigantic, deep breath? I'm actually dead serious. Everybody, ready? (sighs) You're supposed to do in for six seconds, out for six seconds. I I mean, from a parenting expert, I want to do that, but that's 12 seconds of dead air, and we really can't do that. But too much. I just wanted to prompt everybody to just like breathe and relax. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Relax. Relax. And you don't have to fire off a comment or a criticism of every single thing that's posted oh. on the internet. 
can see a photo and that. think a thought and not have to type Ooh, it. It's all good. We'll I seem know to this think is to the contrary. Crazy. Um, I don't know what's going on with all these sexual assault allegations, but it's like a, a lot. There's a lot. There's just a lot today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not an idiot. I do know what's going on, but I think like. I don't know why there are so many just popping up today. Um, Mercury Sprouse and Lily Reinhart speaking out after they were among four Riverdale cast members accused of sexual assault or harassment on Twitter. This is a I I haven't dug too deeply into the story, but it is an interesting story. I guess it's anonymous accounts on Twitter. And that's what's interesting. And it's all Riverdale people. Yes. So it's just I don't know what it's all about. I just find it. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Here's what Cole Sprouse said. False accusations do tremendous damage to victims of actual assault. Furthermore, I would never seek to silence anybody. I encourage that people look into the accusations themselves as the events detailed were factually untrue. This Hmm. seems to be the latest claim in a series of incidents seeking to baselessly cancel my castmates and me. Well, and it wasn't just those two. There were several people over the weekend who were dealing with... Justin Bieber. Yeah, Justin Bieber, Mm -hmm. Ansel Elgort. Ansel Mm -hmm. Elgort. All speaking out and saying, absolutely, this did not happen. This is not true. um, With these strange assault allegations that are kind of anonymous. It's a weird world we're living in, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easy to jump to conclusions initially and say this seems a little weird that all these people are being accused right now. But it's also just the world we live in where these things are possible. But I would imagine that... It's important then that actual journalists and investigators and, you know, do the work. People who are responsible for actually vetting these things are doing their job before people rush to judgment or conclusion. Well, unfortunately, this is the hard thing that comes along with people having their voices heard, which we've seen personally here in Minneapolis, is that then there are others who choose to use that as an opportunity to cause destruction. And that's what's happening here, right? Because we're hearing people's voices. Justin Bieber, um, he's slamming allegations that he sexually assaulted a woman in 2014. He says they're factually impossible and he's threatening legal action. Um, He posted numerous photos, news links and receipts that he says prove that he was with his then girlfriend, Selena Gomez, and nowhere near the alleged scene that night. There's a woman named Danielle who made sexual abuse claims against Justin Bieber Bieber said, I don't normally address things as I've dealt with random accusations my entire career. But after talking with my wife and team, I've decided to speak up on an issue tonight. Rumors are rumors, but sexual abuse is something I don't take lightly. This Danielle claims that Justin Bieber forced himself on her in a room at the Four Seasons Hotel in Austin, Texas on March 9th, 2014, after he showed up at South by Southwest. Um, But then he wrote that. He, what this person did not know is that I was there with my then girlfriend, Selena Gomez, and then produced receipts for an Airbnb, a Westin. Well, you know what's so interesting about that? He was never at the Four Seasons. What is really interesting about that is, of course, you know, a star like Justin Bieber literally would have literal receipts because he's got a business manager who manages all of that stuff, right? But at the same time, a receipt doesn't really say that he was never at the Four Seasons. It just says he paid for some stuff at another place. Right. So, again, to Bradley's point, I think, you know, it's important that the people who are doing the journalism, you know, the work, continue to do the work. Well, Bieber says we have confirmed with the Four Seasons regional manager. I was never there. Hmm. Yeah, it's 
It's uh, a lot, guys. It's a lot. Watch it's out a lot. for Mercury. Everybody breathe. Deep breath. Six seconds in, six seconds out. Do it during the break. Elizabeth Reese, thank you for that lovely <laughs> dirt alert and that moment of zen. We need somebody to play our 30-second pop culture challenge. 651-641-1071. 30 seconds, five pop culture questions. Get them all right, you win a prize on My Talk 1071. It will be a lot easier to play the 30-second pop culture challenge if we have a contestant. 651-641-1071. We are going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My this talk- has been happening a lot lately. I know. People, Maybe your privileges Mercury. are going to be taken away. Ooh. Because this has happened more than once. And if you don't follow directions, you're not going to get... Your fun times. 651-641-1071. That's the number to call uh, if you want to play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second pop culture challenge. Is anyone on the phone? I think they're working on it, but I've decided that while we wait, um, I'd like to tell you about worms. Worms? What kind? Well, before we get to, let's just not talk about that. Oh, okay, good. Because somebody called. Phone. That was going to be like my way of getting somebody to call in oh. is to just talk like, randomly about things nobody cares about. But Who's we didn't have phone? to do that. Who's on the phone? We have Rebecca. Rebecca's on the line. And what is Rebecca playing for? Rebecca is playing for this. Uh, a My Talk 1071 Mystery Prize. Yay. Hey, Rebecca, Ooh. are you ready to play the 30 second pop culture challenge? I think so. Good. Well, the timer will begin after I ask the first question. Here we go. Will Smith plays Agent J in what film franchise? Men in Black. Most of the movie Avatar takes place on what planet? Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Earth, even though I know it's wrong. No. You mean to move on? I don't pass, yeah. Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin star in what Netflix series? Grace and Frankie. Which celebrity has the catchphrase, I pity the fool? Mr. T. What breed of dog is Lassie? Lassie is a border collie. Most of the movie Avatar takes place on what planet? Oh, oh Rebecca, I'm so sorry. So close. Um, you did not win the 30-second pop culture challenge today, Rebecca, but you can try again tomorrow because we do it every day at 1230. Let's answer that question she did not get correct. Uh, most of the movie Avatar takes place on what planet? Pandora. Yes. Uh, and now that we've answered that, by the way, I almost watched that movie this weekend. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, we didn't, thank goodness. Because you've never seen it, right? I've never seen it. And my daughter wanted to watch a movie, and we were looking for a movie to watch, and I was like, I've never seen Avatar. And then she said, no, I want to watch a funny movie from when you were a kid. So we watched The Money Pit. Oh, God. It was. Did she like it? Yes. She oh. thought it was hilarious. Um, all right. Now that we've answered all of those questions and told a story, we can move on to solve a mystery, some mysteries. And we do that in the form of blind items, which Holly's brought for us in this segment we call Blinded, Blinded by, by the, the Item. Blinded by the Item. Celebrity gossip mysteries. Hi. Here is our first mystery. This foreign-born A-list singer who enjoys coke and fake relationships mm. gave a touching story about writing a song. 
What about the other two writers, including the one who wrote 95% of the song, just like she wrote 95% of most of the foreign-born A-plus list singer songs, too? Okay. Oh, there's too many words. (laughs) You lost me when you started saying the he and the she part. So are we looking both for the foreign-born A-minus list singer and a foreign-born A-plus list singer? Yeah, but let's start with the A-minus list person. Is that a male? Coke and fake relationships. This is not yes or no, Brandon. This is Camila Cabello. Yes. Mm. Uh, just like she wrote. And this is this about her writing a song? Oh, we talked about else? this. Well, so this Didn't is we a- talk, talk about somebody writing or her claiming to write songs, but somebody else did? We've talked about this in the past, but this has to do with a specific story. Uh, that was published over the weekend. Mm. And this was a song that came out on Camila Cabello's album. I'll just tell you, the song is First Man. And yesterday... Ah, uh, this is the one about her dad. This is the one about her dad. And she dedicated an emotional music video for that song, First Man, to her dad yesterday. But what NT Lawyer is saying, like, well, that's all nice, but you didn't even write the song. There's another person who wrote 95% of that song. And this blind item is also using this as an opportunity to say that the foreign-born A-plus list singer, they've used this same person to write basically their entire music catalog, and they don't give them due credit. Oh. Interesting. Beyonce? Um, Oh, I know. Is it it, um, Ed Sheeran? Oh. I'm in love with the shape of you. Interesting. Yes. And we don't know who this writer person well, is. We know who the writer is, but she's not a household name mm-hmm. by any means. So she co-wrote this new Camila Cabello song. And then when you look at her collaborations with Ed Sheeran, Interesting. she's co-written a lot of the stuff. But what NT Lawyer is saying is oh, that yeah, she... Oh, yeah, because they had that song together. Yeah. Uh-huh. But what NT Lawyer is saying is that this woman basically writes 95% of the song, the artist just gets to put their name on it. Man. Which is not uncommon. No, not at all. In the world of pop music. Right. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. I that That is a thing, though, that kind of does... I don't know. What would it feel like to be the person who writes all of the hit songs and gets zero of the credit? It just doesn't make sense to me. It's uh, obviously something that people have done for years, so they feel totally like, that's just the way it is. Mm. Well, okay, but why is it the way it is? Yeah. Right. Well, mm. and then it's also one thing, too, that the celebrity then takes credit for being a brilliant songwriter, when right. in fact, well, they might contribute a little bit, but the brilliance lies I'm actually surprised the about Ed Sheeran. I feel like... Amy Wage is the name. Interesting. Of the woman who wrote thinking out loud co-wrote it you can she's written a lot of stuff okay amy wage yes all right moving on moving on another blind item this one has to do with sex Ooh. Ooh, dirty the thing is this foreign-born model slash really bad actress is really rich she's got family money for days so when the celebrity CEO wants her to say something publicly about that menage a trois, Ew. she can't be persuaded with money. Mm. Notice oh, there yeah. has only been one voice in opposition to the story. Who's, we just heard about a menage a trois, didn't we? 
last week, yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. The menage a trois. Was it was Elon Musk involved? Yes. So he's the celebrity and the CEO. And the two ladies, Amber Heard. Aha, that's who it is. And Cara Delevingne. Yes, interesting. Focusing on Cara Delevingne. Because the thing with her is that she has family money for days. Yeah. She's rich. So when Elon Musk wants her to say something publicly about that menage a trois with Amber Heard, Cara Delevingne can't be persuaded with money. Now, notice there has only been one voice in opposition to the story, and that would be Elon Musk. That is fascinating. Interesting. Okay, let's do one more. Our next celebrity gossip mystery also has to do with sex. Yay. This is confirmed, by the way. Speaking of sex tapes, I don't know what sex tape he was talking about, NT Lawyer. I'm sure this former A-plus list singer probably has dozens. But one thing that is interesting is that during quarantine, she put a stop to her swinger parties or even inviting anyone over for a threesome. Now, though, she is ready. And a huge party is happening at her home in the next week to 10 days. Ew. Former A-plus list singer. Barbara Streisand. <gasps> dun, dun, no, dun. She's still A-plus. Um, I mean, ugh, former A-plus list singer. Madonna? Okay. Former A-plus list singer. Cher! Celine Dion! (laughs) Bette Midler! These are all technically still A-plus list singers. Now, the former... Mariah Carey? No. Okay. Um, I know, I just... I'm going anywhere right now. She's like on the show, the Home Shopping Network. Like, (laughs) um, Okay, so... Why former A-list, A-plus list? She hasn't put out a lot of new music in the past decade, and what new music she has put out has not been successful. Amy Grant. Stop. <laughs> You're so bad. Christina Aguilera. Uh, there we go. Yes. There we go. So. Oh, fascinating. So speaking of sex tapes... I'm sure Christina Aguilera has dozens. But one thing that's been interesting is that during quarantine... Christina Aguilera has put a stop to her swinger parties or even inviting over anyone for a threesome. Now, though, Christina Aguilera Aguilera is ready and a huge party is happening at Christina's home in the next week to 10 days. Somebody should not pay attention to that. I mean, somebody should pay attention to that and do some tests of all different varieties. If you know what I mean, if you're picking Mm -hmm. up what I'm laying down. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh... You guys, I started watching that Jeffrey Epstein documentary that you guys have recommended. Um, Healthy Rich. Everybody needs to watch it. Yeah, it's real good. But one of the main people in that story is a woman by the name of Ghislaine Maxwell. And we haven't known where she was, but now we know where she is. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that after this on My Talk 1071. Thank you for that, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live and MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. And can we just quickly say thank you to our wonderful listeners who have been navigating their way over to MyTalk1071.com and clicking on the Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. Yeah. And donating their hard earned money to help 
people who uh, whose businesses have suffered due to the unrest on Lake Street, Minneapolis and Frogtown and uh, the midway areas of St. Paul. We're working together with the Neighborhood Development Center to help businesses that are owned by minorities to rebuild and resume their business. And um and we just want to say thank you to you for reaching into your pockets and helping us raise money. We are at $62,340. Yay! Uh, and when uh, and in, in our next hour, we will be speaking with Phil Olson with Supreme Lending, who is one of the matching sponsors today uh, for My Talk 1071. So anyway, thank you to all of you for that. We'll talk more about that as the show goes on. But at this point... We need to make an awkward turn to talk about uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Okay, so I just started watching Filthy Rich. This Good, is I'm glad the, you finally yeah watching it. This is the Netflix docu series. It's like what four episodes mm-hmm. um, dealing with Jeffrey Epstein and the story of how he pulled off this basically like pyramid scheme of sex trafficking um, that a woman by the name of Ghislaine Maxwell was at the helm of uh, a lot basically was like his partner in literal crime. Now, Jeffrey Epstein, of course, took his own life in prison. But we think we think that's a whole different, I mean, question mark, but Ghislaine Maxwell has been scot-free all, this whole time. And we, we've been wondering where is she? Well, Bradley, now we you know, know, allegedly, according, allegedly, supposedly, according to tabloids, we have an idea that Ghislaine Maxwell has been hiding out uh, throughout the coronavirus in Paris. And it's interesting as to why. So to Colleen's point, Ghislaine Maxwell really was his um, sidekick during, you know, his megalomaniacal sex trafficking period, which frankly was decades um, and she, by all accounts, and I should say by all accounts of the women who accused Jeffrey Epstein of sexual assault, she is really the one that coordinated all of the efforts to find women, to secure women, to traffic women. Like she was right there with him. And many people's questions um, have, uh, since learning that, of course, have questioned why she's not being held to account. Well, now we know it looks like she went to Paris in order to avoid extradition on any possible charges mm. authorities might bring against her. That, I mean, how do I even say this? This is the thing that I'm learning while I'm watching this documentary, docu-series, is how, like, they, the people involved at this at the top, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, seem to have literally no conscience at all, Right. And so the fact that she's trying to avoid being held accountable for what was criminal activity. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, you. Uh, something tells me you, you don't go to France because there's an extradition treaty or not an extradition treaty. So you you can't be extradited to another country unless charges are brought by France. So, like, you don't do that unless you have something to hide. Right. Because previously, she I mean. She was born in France, but she was raised in the United Kingdom. She lived in the United States. Like, there's no reason for her to be in France right now other than um, it looks like any way to avoid um, the potential to be to be um, to be charged. Yeah. Yeah, And who does that sound like, by the way? 
Well, it sounds like a criminal. Mm-hmm. But it also sounds a little bit like kind of the fancy footwork that Prince Andrew has been trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the thing. So I've been watching Filthy Rich with my husband, who hasn't followed the story in the same way that we have. Mm-hmm. And that is a fascinating experience as well, because he knew like an inch of what we know, maybe a foot of, of a story that is 20 feet tall, yep. right? So he... In watching this, he, there are, I am shocked by things that I'm seeing. He is doubly shocked because he didn't know about them. And when you watch this documentary, the, a couple of things that you recognize right off the bat one, how absolutely maniacal this plan was and how well thought out the way they recruited underage women to uh-huh. traffic, who then they also used to, also recruit more underaged women and the way that Ghislaine Maxwell trained them to pleasure Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. It is unbelievable. Yeah, well, and she, she, I mean, she wasn't even just doing it for his benefit. Clearly she was getting something out of the deal herself mm-hmm. because there were several women who claimed that, you know, she engaged in that sexual assault um, yeah. as well. Um, and to your point, I think that, this particular documentary has raised a lot of people's eyes. I mean, when I watched it with Jamie, he ha- he also did not have the same knowledge that we had. And mm-hmm. I know my mother, I talked to her this weekend, and she and her husband watched it over the weekend, and they were mortified and did know, you know, half of that. So that's one of the, the, the important things about documentaries like these, that, yeah. you know, it brings attention to an audience that up to this point hasn't maybe been paying attention to tabloids and pop culture, you know, stories the way maybe we we do on on the regular and this well and then the second piece of this that people become aware of when you watch this docuseries is how many people you know celebrity wise politician wise um just notable figures intersected with this ring oh everybody yeah it's unbelievable yeah and when i say everybody i mean from you know um everybody um, yeah. from Positions of uh, power in politics, in the government, business, to, um, you know, other prominent people in pop culture, and yeah, beyond. So, anyway, it goes without saying, Netflix, watch that, Filthy, Filthy Rich. Rich. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to speak with Phil Olson with Supreme Lending. He's one of our matching sponsors today for our Neighborhood Rebuilding Fund. Uh, we'll be back with that after this on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.